What is going on, Pooch Crew? Thank you for being here for episode 120 of the Poojie Podcast. Today, diving into the week 14 matchup between the Jacksonville Jaguars and Tennessee Titans. Before we go any further, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're listening on a podcast streaming platform, please feel free to leave us a review. Feel free to go subscribe on YouTube if you want to see the video elements as well. I know it is easy to listen on the go on Spotify and iHeart and Google as well as Apple Podcasts, but we do have YouTube as well. So feel free to subscribe, comment, like, share, all that good stuff. But listen to us on the go as well. As I just mentioned, we are on all those platforms. But let's jump into this. Last week, week 13, a 37-7 to loss against the Los Angeles Rams. And honestly, new day, same story for the Jacksonville Jaguars as their defense kept them in the game about as long as they possibly could only losing 13-7 to at halftime against the L.A. Rams, who are statistically well above average when it comes to points scored. They have played under par um, of late, but they were playing a Jaguars team that was quite a get-right game for the L.A. Rams. They looked good. Cooper Cup looked good. Van Jefferson looked good. You're looking at, you know, Cooper Cup, for example, eight catches, 192 yards, and a touchdown. We projected that in episode 119. It's just so obvious that this team cannot stop a nosebleed. OBJ even got himself a touchdown as well as Van Jefferson. So Matthew Stafford looked about as good as he could have. Granted, given the circumstances, this Jaguars run defense, something I'm now concerned about after a poor performance against the Atlanta Falcons and Cordero Patterson allowing 125 yards to Sony Michelle on 25 rushing attempts as well as a touchdown. That did not look good either. However, the Rams were running the ball pretty much the entire second half just to milk the clock and get out of there with the W and no injuries. But they're going up against the Tennessee Titans, and the Tennessee Titans are about as difficult of a team to figure out in the NFL when it comes to an identity for a team. They have been a run-first team for quite some time, at least over the last three or four years, since the addition of Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry through the draft. But they are now without Derrick Henry, and they have been since about week eight after the Colts game. And they saw that not really affect them. They won four straight following Derrick Henry's injury. And a lot of people thought the Titans were a team to be uh, to be reckoned with. They uh, went on, they beat uh, the likes of the Rams in that Monday night game that we saw, 28-16. They then beat the Saints. However, they are now on a two-game losing streak, having lost to the lowly Houston Texans, giving the Texans their second win of the season, as well as the New England Patriots, 36-13, a game that the Titans never really seemed competitive in as well. But the Titans have two terrible losses on the season, first coming against the Jets, 27-24 in overtime, and then again to the Houston Texans, as I just mentioned, um, uh, two three weeks ago. Titans are coming off a bye, but the storyline here is for the second straight season. The Jaguars are in play for the first overall pick after the Detroit Lions go out and beat the Minnesota Vikings on a last-second uh, touchdown. Uh, the, the Jaguars are now one game behind the first overall pick. They sit in the second spot as things stand right now, and things do not look like they're getting better for the Jaguars as they head to Nashville, where they have not won since 2013. That's right, right about eight seasons, and the Jaguars are just 2-10 and 10 against the Titans over their last 
12 attempts. So things are not looking upright for the Jaguars and the Titans coming off a bye have had plenty of time to rest and relax for this game to get right against the Jaguars. And I think the Titans need this game and they need to blow this team out. The Jaguars, they need to blow the Jaguars out just to kind of get that confidence boost build towards the uh, the playoffs. They currently do sit as the number two seed in the AFC, but they do only have a one-game lead over the Indianapolis Colts, so that's something to keep an eye out as well. The AFC South lead has shrunk since Derrick Henry's injury, uh, especially due to these last two losses. And in week five of this season, the Jaguars, again, the defense kept them in the game as long as possible, but the Titans come out victorious 37-19. to And with the loss against the Rams, the Jaguars have now lost 10 games for the 10th time in the last 11 seasons. So that begs the question, is Urban Meyer's job in jeopardy? Here's what I would say to you, Jags fans. We put up with Mike Malarkey. We put up with Doug Marone. We put up with Gus Bradley for three plus seasons, minus Mike Malarkey here just one season back in 20, I think 11 it was. However, we have put up with some subpar coaching over the last eight to nine years. I don't think Urban Meyer's job should be in jeopardy at the moment simply because I don't think this team composition is at a level in which we can really judge Urban Meyer's coaching ability just yet. Same thing I said about Trevor Lawrence. We have not gotten a fair chance to look at the quality he of, of him as a player or a passer in this league, given the quality of the team around him. Now, some storylines recently coming out. James Robinson fumbling in that game against the LA Rams and only actually getting eight carries for 24 yards in that game. Carlos Hyde out-touched him for nine carries, 24 yards in a touchdown. And Trevor Lawrence came out this week and was very vocal about his thoughts on that. Feels like James Robinson needs to be on the field. However, mentioned he does not go on the sideline and really stick his nose into any of that dirty laundry that might be happening between J-Rob and the coaching staff. Long story short, J-Rob needs to be on the field. He is the best player. However, if if the Jaguars aren't going to win games, what's the point of James Robinson being on the field in the first place? Why waste carries? Why put wear and tear on James Robinson's body if it's not going to amount to a victory? We saw Maurice Jones-Drew run crazy back in, I think it was 20, uh, 2013, maybe 2012, 2013, rushed for 1,600 yards, and the team had like five victories. So um, it doesn't really make a difference if you have a great running back if the team's not going to win games. There's no point in, in wasting the talent. Plus, at this point, you're building for the future anyway. You might as well keep J-Rob as healthy as you possibly can. But over the last few uh, weeks, it has not been pretty for the Jacksonville Jaguars. In fact, this season only averaging 15 points per game in just north of 310 yards per game, which is going up against a Tennessee Titans defense that's allowing only 24 points per game and 354 yards per Per game, So I don't necessarily see this Titans defense as being a flex defense. I think the Jaguars offense will struggle against this Titans defense. Obviously, crazier things have happened. We are in December, so we could see an upset. Of course, there's always a chance for that. However, the Jaguars have not played up to standard over the last few months since upsetting the Buffalo Bills. As far as Trevor Lawrence goes, 58.2 completion percentage this season, which ranks 29th. Uh, for uh, passers, as well as six yards per attempt, which is dead last uh, for all teams in the NFL. So not good, uh, not good as far as those passing stats go. 4.7 yards per carry and 10.2 yards per catch. Uh, the, the rushing is fourth in the league. 
The receiving is 28th in the league, so not too good there. Laquan Treadwell had himself a little bit of a breakout game in week 13. Four catches and 62 yards. We said this last week. He does look like a the, the only capable receiver on this roster as far as size, as far as route running. So I do want to continue to see him get involved in the passing game. The Tennessee Titans over the last two games, Ryan Tannehill, five interceptions. That's not going to cut it with uh, four of those, I think, coming against the New England Patriots. And the Patriots took full advantage of that. They have nine total turnovers in the last two games, which compares to only about 13 in the first 10 games for this team. Um, so it, it is been an interesting slide to see how far the Titans have fallen. The Titans did have two 100-yard rushers against the Patriots. However, 270 total rushing yards. Dontrell Hilliard and Deontay Foreman both ran for north of 110 yards and a touchdown as well. So this Jaguars run defense, which was stout at the beginning of the year, it's going to be interesting to see how they hold up against this two-headed rushing attack Right when the Titans lose Derrick Henry, of course, they go out there and they grab two running backs that can put up yards as well. The Titans offense has been without Julio Jones and A.J. Brown of recent. However, Julio Jones could return to the lineup this week, barring his hamstring and any uh, pregame injuries that might happen. So look out. Keep an eye on the Julio Jones news if he does return to uh, action this week against the Jaguars. It could be a nice easy return for him to get some playing time and get comfortable back on the field. Ryan Tannehill, 65.8 completion percentage, ranked 17th in the NFL, 7.1 yards per attempt. That ranks 14th in the NFL, so pretty pedestrian, middle-of-the-road numbers for the quarterback. However, rushing the ball, 4.5 yards per carry, which is right up there with the Jaguars, 4.7 yards per carry. And they do have right around 11 yards per catch as far as receivers go. However, their receivers are no names. I mean, quite frankly, to put it lightly, uh, you're not going to know many of the receivers that run out there unless Julio Jones is healthy. So uh, this Titans offense could sputter a little bit. They do have 21 turnovers this season in total. So again, nine of those coming over the last two games. Uh, defensively, the Titans defense has forced tur- 14 turnovers, and that's in large part due to their pass rushing duo of Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry the third. Excuse me, Jeffrey Simmons, 7.5 sacks on the year, 10 tackles for a loss. Harold Landry, Landry with 10 sacks and 12 tackles for a loss. So that pass rushing duo is going to look to feast on Sunday against the Jaguars, who uh, whose offense quite honestly sputtered against a Rams defense, fumbled on one of the first plays of the game, and the pass rush should look to get after Trevor Lawrence in this one, who has not looked great, of course, over the last few weeks. He went 16 of 28 for 145 yards against the Rams, so not looking too good there. The Jaguars' pass defense allowed 295 yards against the Rams, which uh, is no surprise to anyone considering what this Rams team has, and Stafford put up three touchdowns, as I mentioned before. So really, this is just going to be, in my opinion, a difficult matchup for the Jaguars. The Titans are a tough team to figure out. Mike Vrabel is a gritty coach that can uh, kind of mold and flex his team into any type of identity given the game circumstances. I know they are refreshed to see the Jaguars on their schedule as they have had the Jaguars number over the last four, five, six seasons. Again, going two and 
10 and two against the Jags over their last 12 attempts against the Jaguars. As far as some betting trends go in this game, the Jaguars have hit the, t- uh, the total under in 10 of 12 games this season. And that is not in large part due to the defense holding opposition to low points. That is in large part due to the Jaguars just simply not being able to score again against the Rams 37 to seven for a total of 44 points hit the under by about four points there. So again, another under caches for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans are seven and five against the spread. They are nine and a half point favorites in this game. They are seven and five against the spread and three and three at home. The Jaguars are two and three covering on the road this season. So they did not cover against the Rams. Of course, the Rams covered that huge spread of 14 and a half points. The over under for this game is set at 44 points. And I do think the under hits and I do think The Titans cover the spread. I just don't think the Jaguars have put anything on film over the last month to make me think that they can put together more than 13 points offensively. They've looked fairly awful over the last two months. They haven't scored over 17 points in a game since like week five or something like that. So it's not getting any better for the Jaguars. At this point, the Jaguars just need to keep Trevor Lawrence healthy. They just need to keep, you know, the James Robinson healthy as well. Everything else is kind of out the window. If we win a game, then great. Number one overall pick isn't really going to do much for us this year, except for trading it for King's Ransom. If there's really a player at the top that someone wants, I'm going to go with 27-13 in this game in favor of the Titans. I think the Titans just will wear this team down similar to the way the, the Rams did but not score as many points. I think the Titans are the type of team that can kill the clock. I think Dontrell Hilliard and I think Deontay Foreman both have a decent day against the Jaguars. Ryan Tannehill limits mistakes. That's really what it comes down to. That's what killed them against the Patriots. Ryan Tannehill's mistakes. I think he limits mistakes in this one against a Jags team that quite frankly only has four interceptions on the season, nothing to write home about or anything like that. Um, so 27-13 in favor of the Titans with the 14-point victory covering the 9.5-point spread and the total hitting exactly 40 points. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Comment below. Comment on the video. Share your thoughts with us on your score predictions. And stay tuned for more videos on the Pooji Podcast. We'll get some interviews out in the coming weeks with various people in sports. But as always, go enjoy some football this weekend. The Army-Navy game, one of the funnest games to watch on TV is this weekend coming up on Saturday before the Jaguars take on the Tennessee Titans who are eight and four in one game ahead of the Colts in the AFC South on Sunday. So it should be a fun weekend of football. Enjoy it. But whatever you do, go make this world a better place and take care.